Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to WFAN's Baseball Insiders Yankees Spring Training Podcast for Wednesday, February 24th. Let's get to it. You're going to hear from Luke Voigt in a little bit. We'll talk a little bit about Glaber Torres, but uh, some leftover stuff from Domingo Herman, mostly because he spoke to reporters for the first time today. Before we let you hear that, I'd like you to hear Luke Voigt's response, because again, this this speaks to the idea that this isn't some media creation about a story. This is a problem inside the Yankees clubhouse about how players in that clubhouse feel. Uh, and they're very open and honest when asked about it. You heard Zach Britton last week. Uh, this is Luke Voigt earlier today when asked about uh, his reaction uh, to, uh, to Herman's situation. He messed up in life and, you know, I don't condone any of the things he did and, you know, he's getting a second chance at this, and, um, you know, we have his back, but, you know, he's, he's skating on thin ice, and he needs to get his life together, and I think he's doing the right steps to do so. But, again, you know, he's got to prove to us that, um, you know, he can do that. So trying to win back his own teammates is part of Herman's uphill battle. This is what Herman said today. Uh, I've edited out the Spanish-speaking portion of it for you to hear in one piece. This is the interpreter Marlon Abreu. Uh, first reading, translating the written statement that Domingo Herman started his media session with and then answering a couple of questions. After the opening statement, you'll hear Herman, or actually hear Marlon Abreu uh, speaking, uh, translating for Herman, talk about how it felt to stand in front of his teammates and have to speak to them yesterday, uh, and also the real meaning behind his mysterious social media posts. And then finally, uh, speaking about what he's learned so far through all of this. I want to take this opportunity before answering your questions to sincerely apologize to the Steinbrenner family, my teammates, the front office, and those around me who love me. I have made mistakes of which I'm not proud of. And for that, I want to apologize. When my team needed me the most in 2019, before we started the playoffs, I wasn't there for them. And for that, I ask your forgiveness. It was very difficult for me not to be pitching and helping my team. Having to watch from afar hurt me a lot, but I also understand I am responsible for putting myself in that position. I want to thank Aaron Boone and Brian Cashman for being so patient with me. They have always sincerely tried to help me. When I was going through my worst moment, they were there. They went to where I was training in Jupiter, Florida, along with Matt Blake, and we had a great conversation. And for that, 
I will be eternally grateful to them. I need to show them through my actions how committed I am to reestablishing myself as a contributor to this team. Regarding social media, I understand that I have not used it in an appropriate way. I have caused a lot of confusions. And although my reason, my reason has been to connect with fans, I must, I must do it in a better way. It is clear that I must provide, I must improve on that. I was able to speak to each player on the team yesterday. The only acceptable way to begin to move forward was to address them face to face. It is worth repeating again today what I told the team. There are a lot of young players who wear this uniform, and I want them to understand the great damage that can be done when mistakes like mine have been made. What I want to do now is concentrate on what I love, which is to pitch. My goal is to work hard and retake my career. It has always been my dream to pitch in the major leagues, and I am so thankful to still have that dream in front of me. I was nervous, you know, to get in front of, uh, in front of the whole team and, and have to speak to them and have to apologize. Uh, I have never gone through something like that where I needed to instead of stand in front of a, a, a room and, and, and have to apologize for something that I caused. Um, uh, I think it's, um, it's slowly, uh, you know, I, I started feeling comfort uh, just standing there and, and, and talking to them. Um, slowly, I, I felt again um, as being part of this family, um, you know, having to explain to them um, how he felt not to be here during those two playoff runs and, and uh, last, the last regular season in 2020, you know, um, just so that they could get uh, a little bit of understanding what was happening through, with me. You know, I think it was the, uh, um, it was the best way for me. Yeah, um, when, I, when I got back home, back to my room, what I wanted to uh, express, it, it was um, uh, after finally completing a day of, of training with the team, I felt like I was finally back and I, I was moving forward, you know, and, and basically the, the whole period of, of being suspended and, and not being with the team and being away from the team, that, that all that was, hap was ending. Uh, where the confusion came in is it was more of a message uh, towards my, uh, my partner, uh, Mara Vega, which I was kind of dedicating the message to her because uh, we went through all this time. Uh, she was there with me, you know, through all the ups and downs. And um, it was kind of like, uh, a, in a way, a thank you message to her and um, finding finding uh, a way to create a new beginning in this year in 2021. And I think that's, uh, you know, where the confusion happened. You know, um, I learned a lot, you know, throughout this whole experience. And, you know, the biggest thing is about, um, you know, how do you react to certain things? You know, how do you make certain decisions in your life? You know, when things are, are tough, you know, um, I'm, a, I'm a public figure, you know, I play with this team, this well-known organization throughout the world, you know, how do I, um, how do I behave in the best way possible to represent this, everybody here? 
you know, um, and then uh, the opportunity also to to be uh, to to chat with the, our younger players here. Uh, they can learn from my experience, and you know, I, I can see uh, opportunities where I can talk to them uh, and and use my use me as an example. So now, what's left for Domingo Herman still to prove here? Well, this is Aaron Boone. Well, I, I think what's there to be done is the life he now leads, and you know that's at the field, but also, and more importantly, away from the field, the life he's leading. You know, he he has done enough to earn the opportunity to be here and to compete and to be a part of this team. Now the proof is in in the daily life that he leads, and um, we're certainly going to do all we can to support him and and help him to become the best version of of himself possible um but you know now now the proof will be in the in the in the days ahead and beyond everything as far as lifestyle Domingo Herman still has to prove to the Yankees that he can pitch and that battle begins well it begins right now he's in the mix for the fifth starter spot on to some other matters of business from today in Tampa Luke Voigt uh speaking to reporters for the first time uh this is what Voigt uh, responded to when I asked him about what he's hoping to improve this year specifically. Aaron Boone has always talked about improving at the margins. Well, Voigt's a pretty good player, led the majors in home runs. Here are a couple of things he's looking to key on this year. Uh, my first step to the right side. Um, I was probably not rated pretty low with the sabermetrics on um, balls to my right. Um, so that's a big thing. And uh, my walk rate was down a lot. Obviously only 60 games, um, but my percentage was down. So uh, I need to have a better um, – I got a good understanding of, of the zone and what I need to hit, but I think, uh, you know, be aggressive at the same time but be smart with it, if that makes sense. Voigt is one of the Yankees' big right-handed bats, of course. Giancarlo Stanton, Aaron Judge, all the others, you know that. There have been times in the last couple of postseasons where – we have talked about how right-handed the Yankees lineup is. Is it too right-handed? Is there enough balance in the lineup? Well, here is Voigt's response when asked if he thought it has been a problem the last couple of years that the Yankees lineup is so right-handed. I, I always, you know, I kind of get frustrated when everyone's saying we need like a lefty bat in the lineup and everything. I like hitting righties just as much as I like hitting lefties, and I think a lot of guys on the team do. And Obviously, this game's a whole matchup-based game now, and um, but it doesn't matter to me. I mean, I'm pretty sure my stats are pretty similar. I actually think I hit worse against lefties last year. But, um, you know, I grew up my whole life facing righties, and then you randomly face a lefty growing up. And um, not saying I like facing one or the other. It doesn't really matter who's pitching, but um, it I don't care. It's still Aaron Judge. It's still John Carlo. It's still Gleyber Torres. It's still Gary Sanchez. you got to figure out a way to get us out, whether lefty or righty. So, good luck. It's a problem that doesn't show up a lot during the regular season. Over the course of 162, it balances out. We'll see if it becomes a problem again in October as you face the better pitchers, face the better bullpens, and uh, and the matchup issues that come with having such a right-handed lineup. Uh, not a question you can answer in February, March, or even June or July. It's really a question for October, and we'll see when we get there. One last thing from today from Aaron Boone's session. Glaber Torres did not have a very good year last year. Offensively, defensively, a lot of the problem 
from the 60-game season stemmed from the shape he came back in when summer camp began uh, began again in July. Uh, The shutdown from March until July affected Glaber Torres a great deal. He did not come back in good shape. And, uh, well, here is uh, me asking Aaron Boone about Torres returning to spring training this year and uh, and what he looks like. Aaron, both you and Brian have talked about the impact that uh, the shutdown had on Glaber Torres and the shape he came into in summer camp. How does he look now compared to what he looked like last summer? Great. He looks great. It's um, you know, I don't mean to overstate it, but one of the first things I did the other day when when guys went through their physicals and assessments was at the end of the day, you know, kind of went in and, and met with, you know, Eric Cressy and Brett McCabe and Matt Rutledge just to kind of get an idea where we're at. And um, I think they were really, really impressed with across the board where guys came in and, and Glaber certainly fit that bill. He's in great shape. And, you know, if you guys get a chance to see him up close, he, he looks good. He's moving well and um, excited to see what he's going to go do for us. I want to thank everybody for listening again today. If uh, you're new here, please check us out. We're on the WFN.com homepage daily. The links can be found on my Twitter at Yankees WFN. You, subs- you can subscribe on your podcast platforms to the WFN on-demand page, and uh, you'll get both me and Ed Coleman, our daily Yankees and Mets podcast from spring training. Also remind you that Eddie C. and I will be on the air on WFAN this Sunday, 9 a.m. We'll be there every Sunday morning at 9, taking you into Yankees baseball at 1 from now through the end of spring training. Thanks for listening. I'm Sweeney Murdy. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.